another late development, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. I definitely want to talk about a few of those uh, ten, those, those the, the ten rules that he made for himself, or that you should make for yourself. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we should just start with. It. Yeah, I was, if you had a special one you wanted to talk about, that'd be great. But um, one thing for sure, uh, I guess we can just go around real quick and just talk about how we felt about the book uh, now that we're done with it. And um, ultimately, like, where does this fall on our list now? Because we've read three books. This is the fourth book, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not falling on. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not beating my other books. It's not beating your other books? This one goes, this one's probably second now nah, for me. No. This is second and it's probably a good book. first book I'll let you learn and stuff like that. Four books. Yeah, four books, yeah. This is my, this is probably second. We got Alchemist right and Miseducation. I would say, I would say this one, it's a tie for second. Uh, I, I still like Spook the most just because of the story and the way it went. Yeah. And then the Alchemist and this. Man, miseducation. I just miseducation only falls fourth for me because it was repetitive. Like yeah, so that 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 could be last because for me, but everything else, alchemist, spook, and then these two. Alchemist, I think alchemist, the alchemist is gonna be first because it's gonna be some. It's gonna be different every time you read it. Yeah, I think depending on what you want, what so you got going crazy. on in life. So this is my second time reading this, and it hit me different this time. But I also. I've read it three times now because I read it so fast that when we first started again, I read straight through it and I read it again. You start picking up more and more stuff and looking at yeah. this. So but it's also going to hit you differently according to what's going on in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really felt for, I think I, w- I was copacetic on uh, the books, but the spook, I think just because it was the first, it was just legendary to me. Uh, this is probably going to be second. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Miseducation Negro really just enlightened me on parts that, man, either we hard-headed as fuck or we slow as fuck. But either way it goes, like, there ain't no way in hell we hearing the same shit over and over again and still not getting the message. So that really stuck with me. And then The Alchemist is not forced because I don't like it most. It's because I really feel like when I read it again, I'll be in a different place. And I'll be ready to hear a lot of the messages I ignored in the first three chapters. So that's just how it falls for me right now. Um, overall, from a financial standpoint, um, a lot of people are going to read this book expecting there to be a secret in this book. The secret is, is, is habits. It's 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 education. Like, no, seriously, yeah. I, I, for this to be a book about finance, he doesn't use numbers at all. Uh, he doesn't talk about them. The only time he really brings them up is when he talks about your asset column versus your uh, invest like your uh, expense column versus Absolutely. your liability column. He doesn't really mention like. But a you know, it's three books. It's three. It's, it's three books yeah. to this. Um, it's like a saga. Yeah, 
Um, and I just like, and I just like that because it goes to the common denominator in that situation where it's like, you don't need to know money from a standpoint of numbers. You need to know money from a standpoint of behavioral and also like, you know, capturing people's attention in the markets. You know, he had those four, the, the big four for him, which was talking about, you know, uh, accounting, investing, marketing, and the law. So you don't, none of those things, except for accounting and, and investing really tell the numbers. Uh, my feel for this book is, uh, it has to be a book we're reading in, 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 in high school, man. There's no reason why we should be reading this literature bullshit when pertinent things like this are out there. It's mind boggling that this is being kept away from people. And, and it's probably because he makes a direct jab at this, the school industry. Um, the story between the rich dad and the poor dad, I wanted to see that develop more. I, for some reason, I would have loved to see an interview of the rich dad and the poor dad to really grasp like what they're talking about. Cause you can always hear something from a uh, third party, but like to actually hear their own words, like the disappointment he felt when he left the, the Marines or when he let, when he went for that uh, salesman job and he said he his his, his, his poor dad was mad, sad about it while his rich dad was constantly encouraging him. So I would love to see that. I would like to know what happened to Mike. Uh, yeah. And, well, um, I was going to say something me, that to that. Was... Yeah. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to uh, say but... something to that as far as, like, I just wanted to know if, uh, like, if we did read this in school, and he said something interesting in the book. He said that everybody doesn't have the ability to be rich because of certain of those 10 principles they just couldn't do or wouldn't be willing to do. I just wonder if everybody was reading stuff like this in high school, how would it turn out? Because we do need workers. Right? You, you got to have people that's willing to work. And what's that look like? Yeah. I don't know. But, but I, I think um, I think it comes down to the same, it's same. It's the same dynamic for, you know, a football team. Or, you know, you got your – everybody's not going to play varsity. Everybody's going to have a jersey, but everybody ain't going to play. Uh, <laughs> there's water boys. There's uh there's equipment managers. There's different ways to be involved. You just gotta find your niche. Not everyone can lift 400 pounds. There's there's gonna be physical limitations, mental limitations, and just uh uh, uh education limitations. But I think what he ultimately wants to tell you is, if one limitation is hindering you, doesn't mean the other aspects will. You got to be able to pivot. The dude that that cleans the World Trade Center, uh, the two uh, Twin Towers before they got put down, he was a millionaire because he invented a way of cleaning each floor faster with the smaller version of the little ice scraper thing. That little, that machine that we be seeing all day, he, he helped patent that. So he's a millionaire. He was a janitor, but he don't clean up no more. So I think like, it's your ability to pivot. <laughs> Uh, really talks about that but how did you feel about uh the book like what was the general gist before we deep dive jb yeah um i think overall like i said this i, I finished I, I guess i finished it three times now um i love this book um because it remind it reminds me of the different things as i continue to chase wealth myself to keep it simplistic. Um, I got a call. I'll be right back.
But it, yeah, yeah, it remind me to just keep simpl- keep it simplistic as I continue to chase wealth. Mm-hmm. And then also, like as you, uh, he said something very, very. I think that was. It wasn't profound, but it, it reminded me to always keep studying and learning. He's like, just because you sold a couple of real estate properties don't mean you know what you're doing. Like you still need to seek mm-hmm. information and seek advice uh, and seek knowledge. And I heard something yesterday when I was, I told you I was on a mentorship call. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, he talked about your brain, like a part of your body. And you need to work it like you work out the rest of your muscles in your body. You need to work out your brain. And when the brain go, uh, it works kind of the same. And it just reminded me of kind of this book and, and trying to acquire wealth. Uh, Black, you back? Yeah, I'm back, y'all. Yeah. Uh, so how you feel? So how did you feel about this book? Uh now that you're done with it, how many times have you read it, and how'd you, what was your feeling on it? Oh no, um, that was my first time reading this book, bro. I liked it. I thought this this it's a good, it's an educational ass book. But now, you know, I feel like I need to read that third book, not the second one, as, as much as I need to read that third one. But I liked it. I like I like the saga, man. I like how I fucking it shows who you are too. For me, it shows who I am because I ain't that. Once when I if I get if I get it all once I get it all that's it for me like like fucking I like I don't I'm not gonna keep pushing I'm I'm I gotta go to get somewhere then after I know that my kids and their kids good I'm good because I ain't about to work forever so if I got something that's set up to where we, I'm making money and I'm cool with that I'm gonna teach them how to do it and it's gonna be on them to keep that shit up because I want to retire and go live in Ghana. I want to live like when I like like to a point where I don't need much or nothing, bro. Yeah, you want to do how my dad doing right now? My my dad literally been retired for the last ten years and yeah, just running, living yeah. off of running water. I got running water, internet. I just chill in my house and walk around in the, in the country. I probably fucking give me a lion. You got it. No, he got he got six chickens <laughs> and a turkey. Yeah, and with them chickens, he can feed himself forever. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, the we the thing that um a lot of people took took for granted, I think, when they when they start reading this book, is that they're they're going to be reading this book trying to ascertain some secret when the truth when the truth is really just locked in you. He talks about being uh, unlocking. Your your genius, unlocking your marketing genius, your your ability to make money. Um, what what does that like? What did that look like? And he gave us a perfect example in the beginning of the book when he literally tried to go out and forge money out of lead, and how he didn't know that that was against the law. But he that was showing a young mind trying to unlock the secrets of making money. He eventually figures it out. And I thought like real estate was always going to be his thing, but turns out he had his own business and he produced stuff and he made stuff. But ultimately, he unlocked his money-making ability. For me, my unlocking my money-making ability, I think is still hidden to me. I have two ways of doing it now. Which one is uh, stocks, and then the second is uh, my broadcasting. Both of them are on the low end, 
But if any one of them ever took off, the other parts of my life become less significant. Like, what the fuck am I arguing with you when I'm making money over here? Like, you put the time and energy, but he he dispelled that for me and brought it to my attention that, no, you have to keep that same energy for all things because all things will make you money. So anything making you money, you have to put that same equal energy. What have you decided, uh, JB, is going to be your money-making idea? Have you unlocked that money-making idea yet for yourself? I wouldn't say the idea. Um, Well, I have unlocked the idea. Now, and I'm reading a book, and y'all, y'all just stay tuned. I'm, I'm gonna be creating a, a group soon, but I, I really just want to do investment groups, um, and start there. But my ultimate goal for myself has always been to be a capital, a venture capitalist. So, um, it's to create money and then help others create money for themselves through investing and helping to build like small businesses. Like you see, so many small businesses struggling. Like I know how to help you. Um, it's just about one of those things he talked about in the book, arrogance. Are you willing to look? And at that point, go Man, from and that's, that's, that's a that's a great point. Uh, the arrogance. And it's it's even just as humble as talking to your friends. He talks about the friends he has too. Like he has rich friends and he has poor friends. But before we get into that black, have you unlocked yeah. your, your uh, money-making idea? What is it? And how do you plan on making it come to fruition? Um, this real estate shit, bro. The real estate, getting property, rent it out, and motherfucking learning more about the, learning more about these stocks with all these books that I'm acquiring. Shit, I got I seen, um Jeremiah post one. I'm gonna do that other rich dad poor dad book about the stocks and everything, and then fucking get into the different stocks. Trying to, I want to, I want to put. Um, uh, I, I need to find that. Um, what's Elon Musk? Um. He got this new tech company for the chips that he want to put in people's brains and shit. No, oh, Bohr. Bohr. Uh, oh, no, is that Bohr? I think tunnel. it's Neurotech his, or something. No, that's shit. his. Tu- yeah, Neurotech. Bohr. Sorry, Bohr is his tunneling company. Yeah, yeah. So Neurotech is the one he gonna be putting the chips in motherfuckers' heads and creating these AI, AI robot ass people. And then the world going in, but I want to get rich out, like you know, see if I can put some money into that shit. That nigga is insane, bro. I was watching this video the other day as an interview. I'm like, this man crazy as hell, bro. Like, like Kanye, Kanye is the good version of him, if y'all know it or not. He is the bad version because that nigga's insane, bro. Like the way he's talking about what these chips gonna do to people, you know, them chips gonna fucking flip people out and turn it crazy. Kanye is doing the basically the religious version of it, like. <laughs> making people better, but not making them robots, bro. He want to make them farmers, you know, musical geniuses and artists and shit. And this motherfucker, Elon Musk, want to make you a robot so that you don't have to think for yourself. He he was like, basically, you, like, what's the name? Like, so basically, you won't have to talk to yourself. Like, yeah, but you'll be able to, you know, speak to each other without spe- saying nothing. I'm like, man, this thing is crazy. The chips he's saying, he, this was eight months, the interview was eight months ago. He said, in less than a year, he will have it so that he'll be able to put the first ship in somebody's head. So if you can't walk, it'll make you walk. If you can't hear or see, it'll make you hear and see, and it'll make you smarter. And it, it, it'll lock, 
your memories and stuff, so you'll know if you're do, doing something that you've done before. Just crazy ass shit. Bro. That you, man is insane. They say we only use like 11% of our brain. Yeah, somebody gonna try to figure out how we only use 11% at a time. A lot of people misconstrue that we only use like a certain percent at a time, and like it's just like on and off switch. Hey, if you ain't thinking about sex, that part of your brain just shut the fuck off. (laughs) But at any given time, 11%. But that never made sense to me when people kept saying, I'm glad you cleared that up. But the best part about it is like. Somebody gonna be hacking that shit, bro. Because if, if your shit oh, gotta be connected yeah. to something, so you played Watchdogs. Oh yeah, you played so, Watchdogs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm playing. I done played too many video games. That I can hack your brain, bro. <laughs> I seen that robot. I know how this is. <laughs> I'm not weakening at nobody. Robots. They was they was just robots. Those were just robots, but we seen the AI movies. We seen it. Look, right. man, we seen. I know. I know how this is. I seen all the shit. <laughs> Remember on Jurassic Park, that little girl was a robot, basically, like a, 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 a creative person. Minority Report, yeah. and seeing that one. Man. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But you, you watching all those movies, you knew it was going to happen. You know, like, you know it's coming. They don't just come up with these ideas from nowhere. Yeah, that nigga nuts, bro. And then he was like, he, was, he don't like people like, basically, the dude in the book, he don't like him. He don't like Warren Buffett and none of them type of people either. Ooh. He 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 don't like people that invest and stuff. That Elon Musk, he don't oh, like Elon people Musk that invest like and Warren stuff. Buffett. He no, he don't like nobody like or nobody like that, bro. He he rather you do the work. He don't think they're smart. Yeah, you don't think they're smart. But he I don't. don't <laughs> he don't respect them as geniuses. Yeah. yeah. But Warren Buffett never. He, no, he said he said out his mouth. I don't like. He don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he don't like. Look, he don't like one. He out his mouth. He said, "I don't like him." He he don't like the things that he does. Like he don't like he don't he he rather he like inventors more than he like people that would invest into stock and stuff like that. So yeah. he don't like the like real estate buys and stuff like. He just got rid of all this shit. He said he's selling all his houses and everything he owned. He said he ain't gonna he worry sold about that. Like, why would I be worried 11%. about? Yeah, when he's when Warren Buffett sold eleven percent of his uh, stocks in airlines, I instantly made four hundred dollars off of my nine dollars. Like it, it's it, Elon. Elon has a a new wave of thinking. He wants to, the old guard to respect him, and you know he's not an old guard person, so he's gonna do it his own way. But I also don't feel like Elon Musk. Him, he, he don't he don't think. I don't think he care about nobody respecting him, bro. He don't care about people, bro. Like he, you can tell, he feel like he dumb himself down to talk to people. He don't like talking to people, bro. Yeah, you heard what he named his son. He, I, he said, bro. He what he said out his mouth. He's like, I don't, yeah, I yeah. Basically, that's his name, bro. A E X T. You know, fucking number seven. It just he named him out of an airplane too, bro. Like part yeah, part of his name is an airplane, bro. <laughs> but uh, the motherfucker said, "Why would I worry about building a house when when I, and I got I'm trying to get people to Mars?" Yeah, he got big dreams. I yeah, I give him that. Innova- innovation is the key to success. So let's talk a little bit then about um, some of the innovations. Uh, he he had another conversation about McDonald's in this in this chapter where he talked about. 
most people can make a better burger than McDonald's, but McDonald's is richer than us. And it yeah. talks about how, like, what is what does that say about McDonald's ability to market and a McDonald's ability to appeal to the most common denominator? Um, that concept kind of... I, I think he know, called everybody lazy when he said that too, though. He, is he calling them lazy for, like, lazy or just not Because then he say like, if you can make a better burger, why don't you do it? Because it's like, you know, like, you got the ability to do it, but why don't, why don't you do it? But he tagged them with the backup question of, don't reinvent the wheel. Just figure out how to sell the wheel better. Because I'm never going to beat McDonald's in selling burgers. They've cornered that market. But what I can do is franchise out to McDonald's and make money that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, JB. Like, you know, McDonald's ain't as big as it used to be. Statement. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I haven't had McDonald's in so long. I couldn't even tell you, but um, yeah, I agree with this thing. That's that's really what he said. And like, it's one. It speaks to McDonald's ability to market. Some of that is coming along at the right time. Like you, the first real fast food joint, selling burgers, all that, whatever. Um, part of that is the ability to market. But then, like, if you see it working. Why not get on the wave, like, you know, um, or find another wave that's going up? That was something else that he said, like, and that was what I was thinking about the other day. I was like, damn, I was kicking myself about not getting Tesla when I got it because um, I wanted to get it earlier. When I, when I started at Merrill Lynch, I knew to get Tesla. Yeah, I knew to get Tesla when it was down at $90, and I forgot. Like, I just didn't do it. But now I got a new principle. Like, if I tell myself about a stock, I'm putting $100 on it. I don't care what's going on. Throwing $100 on it. And then I'll, at least it's on my tickers. So then I'll see it more consistent. But um, mm-hmm. then it's about just finding the new wave. Like, I told you all about Genius Brand. Like, I'm always looking for uh, one thing he said in the book is, like, small caps. And hold them for two years, sell them, go get another one. Hold them for two years, sell them. So I'm always looking for small cap stocks. Like I don't need it to go anywhere from a dollar to ten dollars, but just do that. It's money. It's money you literally didn't have a chance to make before. Another thing that um, captivated me about that, um, when you when you do apply yourself in these these strict or restrictive areas, he talks about you know being okay under pressure, and that's something I love. I love when I feel like there's a deadline looming over me, when I feel like I'm on the clock about something. Like, me getting to Chicago is zero pressure. But because I put a date on it, I feel initiated to do it. Uh, I talk about it. I want to work with it. I'm trying to get more into it. How important is – what is your pressure tactics? Do you handle pressure well? Do you like it? And uh, when it is applied, how do you feel you've accomplished uh, black – we we talk about pressure, but like I don't really feel pressure about anything, bro. I just get through that shit. Cause I just get through that shit. I don't really feel pressure. Then we spoke about the pressure relationship with um with the spook. With the spook, a lot of so, that. Like when shit when shit come and, along, I feel like that was yeah. more like a pressure to do things, but like a pressure from a financial situation.
I don't even feel that either, bro. I ain't really, I ain't really dealing with nothing that I can't, I can't get through with like one week of work. You know what I mean? So until I, until I really get dive deep into this investments and real estate, I won't really deal with that. I don't like. For the most part, I got a backup. You know what I mean? Like I can always hit my brother up, like, bro, I need ten thousand, and he'll be like, all right, here, you know what I mean? I like, I'll give you that shit back later. All right, all right. Well, then, what about you, JB? Like, uh, do you have a pre- do you have a pressure method? Do you have a way of uh, of applying it? Uh, is there pressure that you like react to, and I- has it made you better? I uh, I apply pressure to myself. Um, it's really not like external pressure. It's all internal, and it's it's just simple. Like I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. To Black Point, like you know, I I didn't been to a point where I didn't know if I could pay this or pay that. So I've been past that already. I'm I'm through that. Like I already know that every single day is just a day. So now it's just internal pressure that I put on myself, and I've even learned to give myself a new sense of grace because. I used to put, I wouldn't say unrealistic goals to myself, but it'd be like, all right, I need to make, I need to be a millionaire by the time I'm 25. Like, okay, I didn't accomplish being a millionaire by the time I was 25, but I did accomplish, like, I ain't seen a negative bank account since I was 25, you know? Um, and and that's, that's a big deal. So then yeah. um, starting to starting to at least push myself in the right direction. No, definitely, definitely. That's always the plan. And then we talk. And then we talk about those ten, the ten rules, uh, or the ten bylaws that he uses to govern himself. And these are like habits. And he says, even if you're looking at my habits, and you don't like them, make your own. I think holding yourself accountable is the most important thing. Out of all of them, the one I want to focus on is paying yourself first because people hear this people have been told this but they don't really understand this and even as of today and even as i was reading i didn't understand it because when you said pay yourself first i was like oh yeah you know i'll put something in savings but that's not really what yeah. he's talking about he's talking about he's talking about putting it into your invest into your investment or your asset column and not to pay your bills first but to pay yourself first and I thought that was so mind-boggling until I looked down at my account. I got paid last Friday, and I said I was gonna put six hundred into the stock market, but I was like, "Oh, let me buy this. Uh, let me pay off the rest of this investment course. I mean, not the investment course, the real estate course, before I do that." And I was sitting here like, "Damn, I literally just fell into this trap." Now, some people can say, "Well, no, technically, you're this is you're teaching yourself and." This is an investment in yourself. But the fact is, I said I was going to do something to directly pay my asset column. That's my investment column. You always pay your asset column first. So have you fallen into this trope or was there something else on that list that stuck out to you, JB, that you wanted to kind of push on? No, I have, I have fallen into that. And uh, that's why I said you know, I've made that new rule about, all right, when I get paid, I'm throwing X amount, $100 into Robinhood. I just look for something. You know, something that I already got or something to add to, I throw another $100 into Robinhood. Um, and that's me paying, that's like me getting just used to paying myself first. Um, 
a lot of people here like pay yourself first and then they go buy something for themselves. You know, um, so do the black you got music going on. So. Oh, shout out that shit was muted, bro. I'm just standing in the park, you know, that shit just got to play music. I cut that shit off a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, damn, it was another principle I wanted to bring up. Uh, did he was it discipline? That's, that's it was, what I'm saying. Discipline was the main thing, bro. Discipline, discipline, uh, yeah. And that's where I'll be honest, you know, I'm on a 75 day hard challenge, and I started it just because I, I wanted to see what it was like. Um, and then I started reading more about it, like the dude that started it. And, like, one of the things he say on it, he's like, if I told you you could change your life in 75 days, would you believe me? And I'm reading it, and I'm like, but I was on day, I was on day, like, 11 or 13, 12, something like that. And reading through it, and I just ordered the book that he wrote. But it's true, though, because I, I got a few people that's going through it with me. And the, the physical games, I made a post the other day, like, the physical games are great, but the mental games from just... Every single day, working out twice, going outside, workout, drinking a gallon of water, making sure I'm reading. Like the mental gains of that from a discipline standpoint, I'm just excited to see where I'm at in 75 days. I fuck around to be a millionaire <laughs> in 365 just because I'm so like routine right now. So then what about you, Black, from the top 10 list? Do you have your own or was there anything from that list that kind of struck you as, yo, this, this is, this is fact? This part was the biggest thing for me. I, you know, I said that like, that's the biggest thing for me, the discipline, being able to just be like, nah, fuck it, I'm just going to take care of this shit. And I got to do that. Because my discipline sucks when it comes to food. I'm about to eat a Swiss roll right now, but I'm about to work out today. So <laughs> I, that's one thing I got but good good for the day that I'm going to actually do some work out, but I'm about to eat a Swiss roll. I always tell people, I always tell people dieting doesn't, I always tell people when it comes to dieting, dieting doesn't happen at the house. It happens at the grocery store. Because you have to put that shit in your cart. Mm-hmm. You gotta like when I'm walking past the cereal, uh-huh. I don't even look, I don't even glance down there. Nothing. When I see the donuts on the sale next to the bakery, don't even look at it. Like it starts and the discipline starts at well, I'm telling you, I saw the donuts, I was telling myself, bro, I could have one donut. Like it's been six months. Like I'm good. I'm good for one. And then you start telling yourself you deserve it. The pandemic's been hard on me, fam. I deserve this. <laughs> you start telling yourself you the lies. I deserve. Yeah, it, discipline really starts at your weakest mo- moment. It's the decision for you at 9 p.m. to keep walking past the refrigerator. I think it's crazy that my living room. I'll never buy another house that has my living room, my kitchen, then my bedroom. Never again. Because it's just, it forces you to make those tough decisions. Um, another thing he talks about is charity. And that was his number 10. And when to give. 
he says that his poor dad never gave charity because his poor dad never had money to give charity. And I always saw, and I find this strange, because especially in today's day and age, where I don't have cash on me because I live in a digital world. I pay, I pay for things on my phone every day. And especially now with COVID, it's encouraged. If you have somebody cash, some of these convenience stores, they won't take it from you. <laughs> so, like, I don't have yeah. cash on me, but there's been many a times I've seen people out there on the corner just waiting. But then I got stuck with that illusion once again. Pivot. You don't have cash on you, but you can go buy this person some meal, a meal at McDonald's. You can go grab a, a $3 small fry drink and a burger. Hey, man, here you go. It's, it's, it's all about how you pivot. What, was there anything else, JB, uh, that you could build from this, uh, from, from that list of 10 or something else you want to add for me? Like, cause there was some stuff I wanted to add. So was there anything you wanted to add to that list? So I read this book. I read this other book. It's called Morning Miracle. I don't know if I talked about this on a podcast, but part of what I do, I can't say every morning, but I try to do it most mornings is some form of and it goes speaks to the charity a little bit some form of gratitude so like reaching out friends family somebody thank you for pouring into my life um visualizations and meditation so i get into you know um, praying and worship uh my mental try and take care of that exercise of some sort and then uh journaling so it's like he calls it the lifesavers on it, but um, I started that and it really made a huge difference in how I go about my day. Like I do that before my wife is up, my kids is up, everything. I'm usually done with that by like 7.30, but it make a huge difference how I start my day. Like I have, I still have bad days, but I have less of them. I have bad moments, but I have less of them. What you want to add, hero? What I'm trying to add, to be honest, uh, is to get four sponsorships for the podcast so, like, I can start paying people. Like, one of my greatest goals is to give people access to wealth. And, like, I just think to myself, like, how You know a lot of females want to join a book club. I might not the men. Really? Y'all want to do that? I mean, you probably have to change the title. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but man, because these niggas ain't really coming anyway. Niggas don't come. Niggas don't show up. You know, up. I, I, I just, got a, I don't, a, a nurse who want to join in a, in a uh, matter of fact, no, I can't. I mean, I know, I know, I know other dudes that are, that are joined. They just, we, they ain't go to high school with us. We don't know them like so that. So I, I, I ain't do it. Like, I don't want care if they went to school with us or if they went to school at all. I know. I'd rather they ain't never been to school. I know a few people uh, that are, that join. Yeah, uh, so, I feel know, like send them on Facebook people... so I can add. Them. I gotta make. I'm gonna make two more admins. I'm gonna make you and um hero admins so y'all can add people. Alright, I got and yeah. Rob too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, put a few more people in the group. They they get on. Like I said, we reading ten pages Especially... a day. Justin, that seventy five hard. I got like ten people in that with me. Yeah. And especially since we're going into that Obama book next. Oh, Breezy. Did everybody buy that shit? Boy, or... 
Hell yeah. I got it on I'm audio. I'm finna, I'm, finna buy, I'm finna buy the physical copy just because it just looks so hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might I might buy the hard guys, copy too. You guys are pissing me off. Them, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, that's my You got to take the politics and separate. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. take the politics <laughs> and separate it out. And then once you do you know, that, you saw how you once saw you do that, you're like this motherfucker. This motherfucker might be the coldest man. Yeah, Ooh. that's my boy. Once you take the politics I'm, I'm out, that's all you got to do, hero. Just take the politics out. He was just. I, I don't gonna take the politics out, bro. Because no, I'm saying, I'm he saying, for the hero. You know what I'm saying? I don't take it out either. Yeah. But the hero, you know, he got he got them blurred lines. You know, he can't can't. You gotta just take it out. <laughs> Man, hero can't take that shit out. He fuck with Biden, bro. That nigga the most conservative Democrat that was in there. Yo, hold on. Watch your mouth. I don't fuck with Biden. He's just a better alternative, man. Because, <laughs> man, I, I wish it would have been Yang or motherfucking Biden, bro, so bad. I, I wish it would have been um, Yang. Because right Yang now, we're well, not now, Yang but next month, we'll be getting that little money. Yang gas was just too, it was too cool to just fall in line, man. And he didn't really have good international politics. I ain't get no fuck. What, what the hell he going to do with politics? Give me that motherfucking <laughs> $1,000 a month. Yo, but ultimately, I guess that's, like, that's all I, I care know, this about. Book, well, real talk, when we talking about that money, it, the UBI would have been great, but like you would have had so many people because you know there's a gang of people out there right now talking about Oh, that's communism. That's socialism. That's bad, bro. That's literally the only reason why this country is even functioning right now, because we sure as hell wasn't getting no checks for the last six months. That little 600 is just so disrespectful, bro. Like, God damn. <laughs> I just said something. <laughs> that's, that's barely a day of change to work for me. Bro, Bro, the funny part about it was what, like, because I already knew I wasn't going to get the full about because it was based on my taxes from 2019. Tell me why I then uh-huh. look at my account to see it. They said, oh, no, we're going to mail this check to you. The postage stamp and the time of delivery is costing more than what's on that damn check. The the disrespect. The disrespect. But this book, the book, that's why that's you, you the rich will look, do. Claim your losses. Regardless if you making over a hundred, they can make it look like you didn't make over a hundred. So that way you getting all that shit. Cause I made over a hundred, but why? Why am I gonna pay? You know, I need all that shit back, nigga. I don't like paying taxes no more, especially after this book. I ain't never paying taxes. No I'm not paying taxes no more. I need Rob. I need Rob to open his own firm. Yeah. Now Rob. Rob want to make. Rob want to make Rob want to make it big, bro. Like Rob trying to um be like president, the first black one too. At that, uh, uh, whatever. Know, but he going I already know, but he gonna have to compete against me. Of course, <laughs> we gonna run against each other. No, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run under him. Yeah, Rob got yeah, he got he got a way he got a way different type of firm though. He they audit people, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I just wanna I just wanna count. I know. I just want to be rich enough to where. His company audit me, and he'd be like, "Oh, they cool." 
<laughs> get the C corp. Hey, because that's never, that's that's low key. He ain't, he ain't never like, did that's nothing low wrong. key. He ain't never did nothing wrong. <laughs> that's low key the situation down. that I find myself in right now. Because I'm like, okay, I'm about to get the C corp situation. Because I was telling my brother, like, man, I don't want to put all this on the LLC, the family LLC. I'm gonna put a lot of this on the C corp. And he was like, "What you? What's the? What's the?" I'm like, "Well, first things first, you know, it's all tax deducted, and it's all before tax dollars. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna get that first house, make the second one, and ma- put my office within the house." And he was just like, "Bro, I feel like you're gonna get too deep into this." I was like, "Isn't that what we wanted? Isn't that what we need? Somebody that's just deep on that side." Um, also, you can buy those a private. Uh, uh- like a building and turn a basement into an office. Shoot, you hear me? Yeah, the three, the three family house. Yeah, and so you get it. a three family that's... house, you know, a three flat, and then in the basement you turn that motherfucker straight into a motherfucking office. Nah, it's, it's for me. I am literally out on that mission, but like, I. I then also took from this book, he told me that that's not enough. I love how when he got to the real estate point, he was like, that's not going to be enough. He said it could be. And, you know, we talked about the the the, the bar of entry. You got to at least be making 70K. Now, I'll, I'll tell people like this, because I'm in school and I'm finishing up school, like a lot of people took out loans for school. I just took out half of my investment in stocks and paid for it. I was like, I don't want to take out another loan. But the bar entry and your ability to pivot. Like if there's a certain level of rich you want to get to, that's fine. But the rich stay rich because of their ability to innovate. I don't want to, I want to be wealthy, bro. I want to be I mean, wealthy. rich and wealthy is one and the same to no, me. I'm not really rich. Because nah, <laughs> I'd rather well, be hood like, rich. And rich people go broke fast as far Rich, rich people, people go are broke irresponsible, wealthy, wealthy yeah. people. Go broke. They do not. I... Yeah, basically. When, you, when when I went to Merrill Lynch and I found out that there was people that literally spend $700,000, $800,000 like, in a month's time, I was floored. Like, it's, I, there, was a, there was a couple that we had, and they had double-digit million dollars. And they was probably in a late sixties. Husband passed away. Husband passed away. Left the money, and they. The conversation with the wife was, "You can't continue to live this lifestyle if you want to have money for the rest of your life." Because he made the money. Like she didn't even know how the money was made, and she just didn't understand. She didn't get it. She would take how like cousins. Yeah, like she would take everybody with them on these extravagant vacations for months at a time throughout the year. Like, but you got 10, 10 plus million dollars. You about 70 years old. You need to just relax. You only got 10 more years to live like turn that. Turn up, turn up, live like that. She can live <laughs> like that for 10 years. She just ain't gonna leave shit to nobody. They ain't work for it either. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't have a problem with you, you know, not leaving you know, up for their people. But, but I, I, you know, I, 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 but I want to leave some. But I don't have a problem with people not either. Yeah, I don't have like a problem with people yeah. not either. They, I mean, but 
Do you know how much money you would have had if you just not spending seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars every six months? I wish. I don't even know what it's like to buy like that. Yeah, like what are you buying? I think one of the best examples of like financial literacy that I had as a kid was I had a teacher in teacher in Africa. Her name was uh, she was this English teacher, uh, but she taught finances to us in Africa, and her name was Miss Hitchcock. And I was like, "All right, what's what you about to teach us in finance?" And the first thing she told us, like, "All right, you got one day." Like everybody wants to be a millionaire. That was what she was saying. You got one day to spend a million dollars, and you have to spend a million dollars on the dot. You can't go over. You can't go under. You can buy whatever you want, but you have to be able to use it in that use it in your present day. So for back then I was like 12. So she's like, you can't go out and buy a car because you can't drive. So you know what every you know what every kid did. But you're rich, you can buy a they car. Just opened up. I mean, you can buy a car, but you can't use it. It has to be stuff you can use in your everyday. So as a kid, 12-year-old kid. Shut up. It's about the principle. It's the thought process. Think about it. You have she thought this out probably. But what she was trying to teach us was, you know what every kid did. They just went to Toys R Us and just started listing the 1999 toys and games that they wanted. But when you really got down to it, you could have bought one of every single one of those toys and still not even make it to 200000 so what a lot of kids found out and what I found out was, damn, I can't spend this money fast enough, which made me also think, why would I want to? So ultimately, at the end of the week, we came back and it was only one group and it was my group, me, Martin, uh, me, my boy, Martin, who was from Australia and my boy, Yakubu, who was from Ghana. We've actually came together and made a million dollars on the dot. So I thought that was so interesting, but the things we bought or the things we had to buy were almost irrelevant to us. One of us decided to buy farmland to f- cultivate our food, and then the other person decided to buy people and ad- like buy investors into this. Like it was crazy the things we had to buy as kids to spend that money. So like, <laughs> what would you buy if you, you had a million dollars? You ever seen what? Brewster's Millions? That's all I'm gonna bring up. You ever seen no. Brewster's Millions? That's basically no, that? that concept. Yeah. So his oh, uncle, really? I think it was, his uncle left him uh three hundred million dollars. That's where she got it from, bro. And he had to spend thirty million dollars in thirty days, but he couldn't donate money to charity. Um, he couldn't, he couldn't buy new assets. He couldn't buy. Like he had to just be spending the money and he had to spend $30 million in 30 days to receive the rest of the, the inheritance, or he could just take the 30 million and go. I think that's what it was. Or take a couple million and go. I don't, I don't mm. remember if it was the uncle or not. But I just know he had to spend that loot before, uh, before the time was up. No, nah, yeah, it was. Uh, was it Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor? It, it, it was his great uncle. It was Richard Pryor. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It was his great uncle. Cause he was a he was when a minor league baseball. Player. Uh, he spent it. Uh, I forgot how he ended up spending it at the end, but he came up with some idea, and I think 
he he could it wasn't he was giving it away but he was like paying people for like weird stuff like you'll come in and you'll leave his uh you'll you'll bring him a room service or something he writes you a thousand dollar check you <laughs> you come in and sign the shoes or something. Go, you went and got him some food. He writing you a thousand dollar check, but it's so crazy trying to watch him spend thirty million dollars. He was losing his mind trying to spend thirty million dollars because the average person, you don't really like. How do I spend thirty million dollars? So you don't need to. You don't need to spend thirty million dollars in thirty days. But you see athletes do it. You know, thirty million in a year. Well, I one of the stories I always tell people all the time. What's my first house in the NFL? My first first car in the NFL. Both came from players who just had too much. OCU and Europe was. I was living in hotels. I was showering at the stadium, and he was just like, "Oh, why you always showering over here?" I was like, "It's free." And he was like, "Don't you got? Don't you get your first check?" I was like, "Yeah, but shit, you know, I gave that to moms, paid off some debt, you know." Young rookie here. I ain't got money like you. He threw me his keys. <laughs> threw me his keys. I, I had a six-bedroom house at that point. And then he was like, I was like, bro, I can't get there. How am I going to get there? Called his agent said, hey, you know that Dodge commercial? I want, uh, let's get that to Hero. And at the end of the day, they'd be like, you can have a car on set or you could we could give you the money for the cash value of the car. Tax paid and everything. I was like, no, give me the car. And I, all right, cool. Shoes over didn't even run that commercial. Didn't even you run that commercial. You should have got that loot and got a motherfucking um, a Honda. I, I was, hey, I was, I was dumb, young and dumb, bro. Young and dumb. Yeah. I, had, I had all the muscles in the world. I had all the muscles, but I had no brain. <laughs> he was like, it's free? I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. But it was, I, I drove that bitch. I drove, I drove that shit home. I drove that shit 23 miles. It had no insurance, no license plates. I didn't even think of all that shit. I was like, all right, cool. Police put me over. Shit, he gave me the car. Dumb as hell. And sure enough, the moment I got cut, he called my ass back. I was like, hey, bro, so since you ain't on team no more, I'm going to take all that shit back. (laughs) I I don't like the way he called called them Indian givers. I was like, hey, man, (laughs) that's where that shit came from? Okay. But nah, that's called that's called a uh, ROI, man. They let you the use they let you use some shit into and into the time to get it back. Like get my shit back. It's over now. <laughs> dreams over. Hey, I was, yeah, dreams over. Guess I guess I'm going to Dallas. Now, why you get cut again, nigga? Because man, I wasn't no superstar. I ain't no tenure. And if after winning a ring and you're a rookie, you <laughs> your shit go up immediately. And they wasn't trying to hit hit none of us like that. I, w- I played in what eight games, less than four minutes each game. I was a practice squad motherfucker, and there's that's Did how they do anybody? it in the NFL. Oh yeah, sack Tom Brady. That's my fame to claim. Where? That was what game? What what week? year? What what one? Because you got to know all that. <laughs> Man, I don't know that shit. That's I want to pull up the YouTube video. 20. Video where your where your oh, I already got it on clip. YouTube because I was it's on YouTube. It's about. on YouTube. You already know it's on YouTube immediately. That was the that was my fame to claim. Like I, I got this shit on YouTube already. Oh, you know I got it on YouTube. It was it was a half sack. I'll tell the truth. It was a half sack. But I got there first. I just couldn't <laughs> take him down because I low key when I hit him. 
I hit him. I literally was like on the bottom pitch. I'm like, hey, yo, I just hit Tom Brady. I just hit Tom Brady. He's like, bro, I, I, I'm right here, man. I'm, I'm right here. I was so, I was so amped. And, I, and then I got up to celebrate, and I was running towards their sideline. Like, I was so discombobulated. I was so Man, discombobulated. Like, motherfuckers world. pushing me and oh. shit. Like, get your ass back to your sideline. Coach oh nearly, got us a delay, nearly got us a delay. Nearly got us a 12, man, because my fat ass couldn't run off the field fast enough. It, was, it, was, it, went, from, it went from great to horrible, like, real quick. Coach Tom Coughlin, the old ass, looking at me like, I don't want – he told me – he said, I can't even get on the bus after the game. That's how I knew I was in trouble. I was like, damn. said, all these rookies, all they do is showboat. I hate showboaters. So, so, your, so your contract – your contract – So, that could have fucked you up, being a showboater. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, that was week was six. But, like – So, all rookies signed the same contract. It's five hundred thousand uh, right. for the first year, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand, and then you get a one-year option for one point five million if they pick you up for your third year. Um, after that, you can then go into the to the to the charts. Your goal as an NFL player is to make it ten years because then you get lifetime everything. Uh, if you just want it, lifetime everything for you and your immediate family. If you just want it for yourself, you just got to make it five years. If you want to be like invested and in, own a partnership, a percentage of the NFL or your team, you got to make it seven years with any team. So what you'll see a lot of people do is run the practice train. And literally, this is a whole underground part of the NFL that no one even talks about. There's a group of people who travel who start in New York in, in spring and travel around the country as practice squad players. And they just travel and practice. They get, they do four weeks, they get cut. They go to the next place, do four weeks, get cut. And your goal is just to try and get off of this train. But if you're still on train, Hey, you get hotels, you get uh, free food, you know, everything is good. All you got to do is really just play football and stay healthy. But when you yeah. get on this train, you find out that there's motherfuckers been on this train for 10 years, and that's how they got their tenure. It's basketball seven players years. like that, too. So six yeah. – oh, no, for sure. But, like, the, the thing that's kind of was depressing to me, and that's how I knew I wasn't going to do this shit anymore, was me and this dude was checking out the same hotel. And he was like, oh, I think, I think it was Brown. He, he had just got his big break at Baltimore. Broke out for a 106-yard touchdown for, uh, from a punt return changed the game his phone was ringing off the chain his agent was telling him hey Dallas wants you down there Baltimore wants you to stay he's talking about who's gonna pay you and I was like damn bro how long did it take you to do this he said seven years and three and three homeless stints and right then and there I was like no I'm good I'm good who you said that was let me look his name up he was a running back for the Browns for a minute and then he came to New York You talking about the big swole dude? Oh no, no, that's he's Red, from Car- he's from Illinois. He, no, nah, he he never had any issues. Did you know he actually robbed a bank that the that the team yeah. owned as a as a test trial? I didn't know that. <laughs> Fun stories with that guy, man. I didn't know that.
I'm sure there's I mean, a lot of fun stories in the NFL. Hey, know. hey, well, let's like, hey, do we gonna do anything else about the book? <laughs> this was the this was a huge tangent today. <laughs> yeah, we were, we did go off on the tangent. DJ but as far Graham. as this book, bro, it is it, it, like it, these books, like yeah. with the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, shouldn't be a books of like so much discussion as far as a, as much as it should be us finally fucking figuring out what we're going to do as a group, stop putting some money into some like mm. certain shit, certain fucking, um, certain fucking stock and shit. We need to get into that as a group. Well, I'm, you know, I got to, you know, my, uh, my, my little bro runs a, has the trade tribe where we talk about stocks every Sunday. Yeah, who, um, he wrote, you know, I mean, I ain't talked to um, Luke, Luke in a long time, bro. I mean, I, said, I used um, to see I'm, Luke on the side. I don't even know if he – do he got the same number? He, yeah, we all got the same number. I used to randomly text Luke, like – I used to randomly text Luke and just say something like, what's up, bro, you know, anything. But that's my boy, though. Luke was always my boy. I used to see Luke on the sidelines in Champagne. I was like, they need to put my mans on the field, man. He had him in a polo. <laughs> Like, remember, you know, remember every time Luke got hit, he, every time, remember every time <laughs> Luke got hit, he went to sleep. <laughs> Luke was a basketball player. Mama, I remember Luke, and then he I got mean, big as hell. He got big as hell. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, what's crazy? I was thinking about that the other day when I was on my way back from the gym. I remember asking, I'm like, Luke, what happened? He was like, the key to this, you got to eat before you work out and after you work out. I don't care what you eat. Just eat something. Uh, I was just like, I, I still remember that. Every time I work out, I eat before I work out. That nigga I, hero <laughs> got big to the motherfucker, boy. Luke got big as hell. I'm like, who the fuck? What the? This nigga put on 100 pounds. <laughs> Damn. Nigga, slow as hell. Got tired of being bullied by me in the house. Yeah, yeah. He, what he yeah. Do, he I think he got big like that because he was more slim than you while he was big. Yeah, he was slim. So he, yeah. he if he if he'd have went to any type of UFC, boy, he'd have fucked you up, hero. He'd have got any type of state, other training, bro. He would have. Hold on, hold on. I was a all state. I was an all state wrestler. He would not last three minutes in the ring with me. Yeah, he's talking about a wrestler, bro. I'm talking about them kicks. Well, he'd have kicked the shit out of that big ass, try to run to him. Yeah, arms he got. Yeah, yeah, he will have. Uh, like, he tried, Luke had the hey. perfect fighting fight body. Run up, heroes! Go everybody, up everybody Russian got, guys. everybody Looking got a plan till they get punched shit. in the face. Run up! Hey, they, you know, you know Chandler Jones. I'm pop on your motherfucking nerves, hero. You know Chandler Jones and Arthur Jones, John <laughs> Jones' brother. Yeah. Or cuz the son, I, I John Bones. Like I they know my fights. I, I think the strongest fighting technique is running. Like what? What, what you? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that's the only stat that matters. How fast are you? <laughs> People out here don't, don't want to hear all that shit. But uh I think like uh, to your point, Black, we could probably have a discussion about that. Cause um uh, do we wanna uh, do we wanna jump into the book uh next week's book just flat out or do we wanna have a discussion like just have a, a real life sit down and like talk about this investment shit? Like what are our stock options? What are our availabilities? Yeah, so we want to do that and shit. give the book a give the 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 book a, a one we call certain investments. That way we can start right on. Uh, well, yeah, we can start that shit next week. Yeah, like um, ain't nobody even looking to the chapters. How many chapters and all that shit? Chat. Yeah, 
Yeah, no one's broke it's long. Yeah. That shit long. This is gonna be the longest book we've ever read for sure. That's gonna be good. I like that though. I don't get no fuck. My audible say twenty four hours. Listen, yeah, I like that. The book bro. is twenty four hours on audible. You say what? It say twenty four hours. My audible said twenty four hours of listening time. I could have. Wow. Yeah. Let me go back. Let me go check that shit because I bought the audible too. Yeah, but it's so, Obama reading, so I can listen to that nigga talk at work. He talks slow as hell, too. Got to speed that shit up. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. So we got to do like eight hours a week. Yeah, 29 hours and 10 minutes is the total length of the book. Damn. The book don't I'm starting that shit tomorrow, bro. We're going to have to do that shit next week, though. Half of the stock shit, half of uh, Obama. Yeah, All right. it's uh, it's it's in parts. So it's part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six, part seven, seven parts. They all so part ooh, one. They all about three hours long. They all That's about a, that, four it, hours long. Every part. Every God part damn! Like so every every one is the length of the total listening time of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad was three hours and 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Was it though? Because a couple of them chapters was over an hour. Rich Dad Poor Dad in total time was three hours and 45 minutes. Should you listen? You listen faster than me. Go out. I speed yeah, my I shit up. Yeah, I go to one point. I go uh, 1.1. I can't go much faster than that. Wow, and create. But yeah, Rich Dad, yeah, Poor Dad, Dad, Dad was. It's under four. Yeah, okay, so that's a lot. We gotta have to hold on. We gotta think about this. That's uh, we uh, reading this book. We go from reading a book in three weeks to reading a book every week. Yeah, basically. But I mean, I know I could do it. I because I just listen to it on my walks every day. So I'll be straight. Hmm. I mean, if that's what we're gonna do, that's what we're gonna do. But yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna bleed over into March. We're not gonna fin- We might not finish by the end of what's called unless we break. We break it up. We do one part a week. It's just seven yeah. weeks. So that's two months. Yeah. No, I'm not. We doing that shit next month, so we can start. Like I said, some of it next week with the stock shit. And then some of it the week, you know, we doing part all two, that shit. Part two is five hours. Yeah, they either four or five hours. But yeah. I'm doing a, I'm doing a whole one next week. I feel like it's cold. Yeah, I'm do I'm gonna do a whole chapter, a whole part one next week. All right, I stopped because y'all told me to stop. So I've been waiting on this moment. <sighs> but yeah, we could definitely talk about some other. Uh, some other options and some moves, and that's why I said I was going. To are y'all on club? Are y'all on Clubhouse? Like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. Uh, because um, is that just an Apple we do thing? like a morning? It's yeah, it's just for Apple, but we do a a meeting where we get on Clubhouse right before I get on here, at a and talk about stocks and our picks. But I put the link. Let me put the link in the chat right now for y'all. I want to. I, I honestly want to take it a, a little bit further than just like 
stocks though. Like I want to look at like actually property and shit like that too. Corporation, like yeah, like or properties or even if like we know somebody, all right, somebody we know got a business. Um, and coming up, helping them come up with a business plan to help that business be more successful. Like we could buy yeah. it, a business type shit. Um, yeah, we could do that too. But we need people to not create the same business everybody else creating, or yeah, at yeah, least yeah. get it together so where they gonna all do it together. I'm not doing yeah. that shit. Yeah, so like, I said you know, I create a warehouse for all them shirt makers. Yeah, so like right. So I I know somebody with a printing company. All them people that make shirts, like going through. All right, if y'all all flushing, at least flushing y'all shirts through that, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they be taxing people. That's what I don't like about the guys that are doing the print shit. No, nah, he don't, don't be taxing. Because he, he did his own shit. But he just, uh, yeah. And they smart. They'll take over you your think, business, you too. You think Angry Hero? Huh? No. Y'all was talking about Angry Hero? I think I wore their stuff one time, uh-uh. but... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, P.S. Uh, he went to South. His name, Dane. But, um, yeah. He got a printing company. He be he be printing shit. He done printed for Virgil and shit. I just put the... I just put the link up in the YouTube. I mean, in the in the chat. Uh, it's my... It's my boy. He be talk. We talk finances and we talk, like, trading and stocks and all that thing, but... Uh, like yeah, me and uh, Eric are actually trying to get shirts made for the identity booth, and we want to do a thing like where uh, we get like a pre-order going on, so we know the exact number we need. And our goal is to get to like fifty shirts pre-ordered by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't want to fall into the trope of all right, me and my homeboy, we making these shirts, all right. All y'all making shirts. Who's making the pants? Who's making the shoes? Like, <laughs> who's making the right. socks? Who's yeah, making the nah, belt? Nah. Hats? So that's, something. That's, that's that's part of the reason. That's part of the reason for having the group too. Is like, if it's people that's like, all right, I want to do this kind of business. Like talking through it with them. So you know how you end up with a liquor store on every corner. Like it's a liquor store right there, and there's a liquor store right there. You know, or or a church every five blocks like y'all didn't talk about these business plans we could do something else do something together do something different but then like we ain't all got to invest in it like if it's not for you you'd be like ah oh, no I'm gonna sit mm-hmm. there. and then uh but you know if you and then you come up with the contract based on how much you invest in that's how much your return look like so obviously I, yeah i think it's definitely worth it. see when it comes for me though like when i want to create group shit i like i i I'd rather split everything the same regardless of what's because everybody can't put in as much as we can put in that's why so I, I don't want to make nobody feel like outside so I, like if you put in what like whatever you do <laughs> like if you if you if you can't put enough money in you got to work physically right to add up to the amount that we put in so that way we split equally but this is how i'm looking at it though like if i be like like certain investments i invest in I only invest a little bit in. It's not based off of my belief or anything like that. I just would rather put more money over here. So that's just how I look at it as from that standpoint. It's like Shark Tank. Like, you know, you take your investment. It's not that I don't believe in your product, because if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't invest in it at all. I just, I got other things going on, and I, I'm going to let you run with it. As a as a major player, but if I take fifty one percent of my investment in now, I'm that's like my business now. Yeah, you know, that's, what I'm in that's it. investment for it. 
Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be opportunity for people to uh, definitely talk contract, talk money, and business etiquette. Like those three things, I think, and what how we go about doing this because a lot of that's people how are I really just, look at it. Honestly, if you don't, yeah. No, go ahead. Harry. I was gonna say that a lot of people don't really grasp the concept of, uh, yo. Doing business with your homeboy is still, it's still a, a, a you need to have certain barriers of entry. You're not gonna be your every conversation is yeah. not gonna be friendly. A lot of people take that shit for granted. I told right. uh, I my I own my my pot my podcast my broadcasting group with my homeboy, and I have own control and I control a vested interest. I still come to him for advice and stuff, but when it comes down to the list and what's gonna be happening on the channel. That's my say so. There ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. Like, but it's a mutual understanding. Everyone has to be on that same page. And I think a lot of people don't really have that business etiquette because I could tell you no. And some some people take that shit personal. But I always tell right. people that's why I the like the biggest thing for people to understand is this, bro. To be a great leader, you have to start off as an amazing follower. You got to be, you know, but to be a good leader, you gotta be a great follower. Mm-hmm. So you got long, once you learn how to accept the, the basic of, of, of simple shit, you good. Yeah, that and that business etiquette is a big. That's why I really want to start the group. Like, if nothing else, I think you know if we wanted to make a dollar out of the whole thing. I think we will all learn and grow a lot from it. Like, we'll learn a little bit about this business. You know, uh, building business plans, working together, coming together. For a common goal, and then all it takes is literally one business for us all to be in on, and that shit just go off. But it's mm-hmm. a matter of us starting somewhere, growing. Like we all know. Like I tell people all the time, literally all the time. I live in Bloomington. There's one fried chicken spot, and there's no jerk restaurant. If I open a jerk restaurant out here, to go crazy because we got so many college students from all over that eat jerk food. It just ain't nowhere to go. You know, we got, it's just, just the chain capital of the world. But if I opened up a jerk restaurant, marketed it the way I'm supposed to, all the concepts in the book, boom, there you go. And then that's just a matter of kind of that being able, that financial genius he was talking about, being able to see the opportunity, putting it in the right spot. And then the other part of it is having the financial capital and the people behind me to back it, to move it, because I can't pay the employees yet, but. I don't know enough about bit building a business from that ground level. And if I could put people like I knew people that knew how to do that, do that together. And the restaurant business is fickle. Like, but if you put people around you that's got that experience, you learn. Like, why why? Cause I always hear you hear all the time, like you fail, you learn from failure, but I could learn from failure, or I could learn with people that's done it before, failed already, and we don't have to fail. You know, and to your point, a lot of people ask me about that. Like, why are you always learning from your failures? And I tell a lot of people is because a lot of shit I have to do on my own. Uh, like, when I have reached out to people, uh, when I reached out to people, people, like, either didn't know or, you know, you reach out three or four times, you don't get no bait. It then becomes that situation. Are you waiting on an opportunity or are you going to go make one? Because then the next step would be for when right. someone else finds me. I can tell them, well, I did that. It didn't work for me. This is what I did. I'm not saying your plan won't work, 
but I'm telling you how my shit works. So a lot of it is just me saying, I could burn, I could try something, fail, and come back and do it again better before someone could teach me. Uh, experience is the most valuable asset I have. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not opposed to reaching out. Like I came, <laughs> when Black said, hey, Hero, you want to be part of this book club? I was like, can I expand this idea for you? He said he didn't give a fuck. And here he is now playing 2K on the damn podcast. Like he ain't asked for this shit, but here he is. <laughs> like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be grateful for the little stuff. So innovation is always going to be hey, like a priority. At, at this point, we just, we just talking. So hey, look, yeah. what I'm gonna do for some of these podcasts, bro? I'm a, I'm a, when I get that green screen, I'm gonna have that shit up. And when I'm doing everything, I'm gonna be double podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my book club playing 2K. <laughs> Gonna be I'm black out here streamer. Hey, Black Twitch. was out here shooting that dragon with arrows, and I was telling his ass, bro, you're not about to kill this dragon. Just go straight, dip off to the right, and then come back and get across the bridge. Black out here steady shooting arrows, and then that motherfucker flew off, and he got pissed. <laughs> I was pissed because I didn't watch the rest of the YouTube videos that were telling me to just shoot arrows at it. So I didn't know that I couldn't kill him. I ain't know he's gonna leave on some whole shit, and you know if you if you you know you turn the game off, he get all his energy back. So in order for me to to, yep. to kill him with the energy I took away from his ass, I would have to keep keep playing for some more hours, if not a day. Yep. You know what I mean? So that game that that's one of the that's the, I love that game, bro. I think that shit dope. I'm about to go live now, so I can. Yeah, I think that game dope, book. bro. Shit, if we done for the day, I'm going to fuck with y'all in a little bit because I'm about to damn near be streaming and yelling. So, hey, hey, join the stream, Jeremiah, man. I need some support. I need some followers. You ain't never even sent me your link, but... uh, I need to get 50 streaming. followers. You streaming the game? Yeah. Man, I'm going to find some kids for you. I don't watch games. <laughs> you ain't got no... You, you got an um, iPhone? Uh, I got an iPhone that's my work phone that literally stay in the basement all day. I, yeah, see, man, you can put on the iPhone. The phone to work with, and I I just can't figure out how to use two phones. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna come it. raid your stream, Black. I'm gonna come raid your stream in a second. Yeah. Black that's just out here looking for support. That's all he looking for. Talk shit. I just need fifty followers so my Twitch can get you know become um uh, uh, what's the name. Uh, I, I I got I'm, I'm gonna put my uh, my brother my little brother over there too. He he be watching that shit. Hell yeah! But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stream this 2K. No, I ain't gonna stream 2K. I probably play what's the name in a little bit. That that damn so that shit cold. I realized something about myself. All I right, just, folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on so I can draw because I need to commit my right, uh, once I catch up with you. Don't know. Tell us what you learned about yourself, nigga. No, I, I just learned that I, I can't play the game by myself. Like I, I, oh, that's why I play online. That's why I you play. stream. Yeah, that's I why you stream. Or play I, online with your boys. Uh, we all play at different times. That's the problem. Then what I was going on, we, I was playing at midnight because I was working when they was playing. And they was playing when I was working, playing at fucking midnight at 1 o'clock. I was just like, oh, But all right, fellas, I'm going to let y'all get out of here. I got a second workout to get to. Yeah.
I'm about to eat my fish rolls and cereals and then work out. Don't do it, Black. Be disciplined. <laughs> he missed all that. <laughs>